Hello, welcome to Friends at Film Camp, a podcast where two friends gab by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Jillian. And I'm Luke. Uh, today we're talking about Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, which is the movie that my cat is named after. I gotta get the facts up still. Okay. Kiki's Delivery Service is a Ghibli film and it's my favorite one. Um, well, I only used to really watch regularly Kiki's Delivery Service and Spirited Away when I was little. Um, but it was always my favorite because I was so jealous of Kiki. Okay, I have it up now. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service was directed by Hayao Miyazaki and written by Hayao Miyazaki and based on the book Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm. It was released in 1989 in Japan and about a year later in the U.S. Uh, I don't know for sure, but usually Disney, yeah, Disney... Uh, it was the first film released under a Disney and Studio Ghibli partnership, which is surprisingly one of the more noble things Disney's done, mm-hmm. which is that they release all of their films in the West. Yeah. Which is just weird for Disney. Why they don't is it ma- noble? Because they don't make money off of it. They just do it because they're good films. Oh. And they want to bring them over. That's interesting. Although I'm sure they try and make money, because Disney only can be Disney, not Disney so much. Uh, there's no real celebrities in the English cast. There's just, like, reliable working actors. But this was kind of before celebrities and voice acting. That really came along with Aladdin. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So, that would make sense why. Uh... Yeah. It's cute. So this was always my favorite because I was like a very independent and like precocious little kid. Like I wanted to move out like as soon as possible and I wanted to move to a city as soon as possible and I grew up in the country. So Kiki getting to leave at 13 and being a witch And, like, making it in the city by herself. And it's this, like, gorgeous, beautiful city. And she has her own little business and her own little room that she, like, cooks her own food in. Like, I, it was just, like, I, this Mm -hmm. was my dream. I was so jealous. It's surprisingly grounded. Mm. Like, yeah, she's a witch. Though, really, all for for her purposes, all her witchesness is just flying and yeah. talking to her cat. Yeah. Like, she doesn't do much else. Yeah. Which, which is fine. Is interesting. And it's also super interesting, the main conflict of the movie is burnout. Like, for a kid's movie, too. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, that's the... I heard, and I haven't really fact-checked this, so do not, like, quote me on it, but... Um, an old roommate of ours once told me that they don't, like, storyboard these movies when they make them, which is kind of why their plots can be all over the place. Um, or they can also be, like, very dreamlike sometimes, like, especially Spirited Away is like that. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but there is something very relaxing about these movies in that you just kind of have to embrace wherever they're going and you don't really know what's going to happen because they don't they don't ever really follow like a traditional story arc so they're less predictable in that way but like in a way that's comforting Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean does that make sense well this film 
wasn't supposed to be. Do you know who Hayao Miyazaki is? Vaguely. He is the big uh, Studio Ghibli guy. Okay. He makes most, most of the of films. Most of them? Okay. But he didn't want to make this. Okay, why? Just was like not his vibe at first. Uh-huh. But so they kept being like, okay, we'll try and get these other people who work for us to make it. And then they either, they either didn't want to or they did try it because one guy wrote a first draft and Miyazaki really hated it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was bad. Yeah. And then he said, okay, I'll have to do this. Yeah. So he clearly like, it was one of those projects that seemed to be like, I don't want to make this, but I want it made right. That reminds me of the story where like the... <laughs> DreamWorks, like, animators would get sent to Shrek as, like, a punishment. (laughs) What was the other movie they were working on? I don't remember what it was. It's a movie that, like, nobody really thinks about anymore. But that was seen as, like, the star movie. So if you got sent to Shrek, it was, like, the freaking, well, it was, like, the swamp. (laughs) They were like, you go fucking work in the swamp. That would probably be Spirit. (laughs) The horse one? That would be my guess. Maybe. I only watched that one once because it made me too sad. It just looks kind of boring. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hayao Miyazaki's really good director. He made, like, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. He made Princess Moyaki. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away, House Moving Castle, Pon- Ponyo, and The Wind Rises. I still haven't seen Ponyo. I've, that's the only other Studio Ghibli film I've seen. I, the, the, the main Ponyo thing creeps me out. Oh, yeah. Most people find it cute, but it kind of creeps me out. Ponyo, Ponyo is cute. Okay. But you couldn't handle that film. I couldn't? No, because it's water damage all over the place. <laughs> She's half water, and so water is damages everywhere. Oh, no. That's, That's why we slow. didn't watch Paddington this week. Oh, yeah, Paddington. We were going to watch Paddington, but you were, like, not prepared for the amount of water damage that's needed. In that. the Paddington trailer, when it was first coming out, the highlight scene of the whole trailer was Paddington doing such severe water damage to this beautiful house that he rode the bathtub down the stairs. It just stresses me out so much. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. We have to watch it at some point. Yeah. So the only other Ghibli film you've seen is is Ponyo. Uh yeah. I want to watch Spirited Away with you for some at some point. Spirited Away for whatever reason, I feel like is the most like mainstream one. It won I think Spirited Away won best animated feature. Yeah. And it's the only it's like one of only 3 that isn't Disney. Oh. No, more than 3. There's Shrek, there's Curse of Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Yeah. There's uh, Spirited Away. Uh-huh. And there's Rango and Into the Spider Verse. And everything else is Disney. I... Which is not a lot of non Disney. Although, honestly, Disney kind of deserves it usually. I love Spirited Away. Um, this one, I think, is more grounded, though. And. Mo- Spirited Away is like a fever dream in some ways. This is a very com. This, this is, is a very comfort film. It's very. It's comfort. like comfort food. Yeah, movie. it's almost like every. It's almost like, like I feel like this movie breaks so many of the laws of like, tension and like stuff like that. Like it doesn't care about tension. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's 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 a climax that's like has a lot of tension, but it doesn't care about like. 
it feels like every like new scene or tableau is to like introduce something nice <laughs> like when we meet the cool art girl in the forest and she, we're like ooh that's a cool art girl and then she shows up again and now Kiki's like spending time with the cool art girl it's it, like everything it, is like a new nice thing it has a train of thought yeah energy. yeah like it just kind of feels like they were like okay and then this and this but like it's pleasant yeah it's pleasant because it knows it's feeling like that uh yeah there's not a lot here and i think that's what they don't make a like people don't like to make a lot of movies like this because mm-hmm. there's not a lot there it's almost like they started with the idea which they kind of did because they were just they got the rights to the book yeah and they were like okay we have to make the movie now yeah so it's like they started the film before they knew what the film was but that almost works yeah which it shouldn't Mm-hmm. it shouldn't but it does for somehow and i think part of it is just that it's so beautiful um, like you have shots and stuff that linger and I think it's just cause they were like, there's specifically one I noticed she was just walking somewhere and then she walks by a archway, like an archway in a wall and it's just a beautiful garden and they just kind of like linger on that and have her walk through and look at the garden. Like there's no reason to do that besides that's pretty. <laughs> like I think this movie, it values like comfort and like beauty in a way that's just like like they value it a lot higher than story almost they do it's like comfort and beauty is the point of the movie we have to talk about Gigi yes Gigi was my favorite Gigi is the cat who talks well it it talks Kiki Kiki. understands Gigi Mm -hmm. because she's a witch so they can talk to each other Gigi can talk to other animals Mm -hmm. Gigi was my favorite Gigi has the perfect like I'm too tired for this, mm-hmm. but also, I'm mad. I'm. He has like such old man. That's what I was young. gonna say. Gigi has the energy of like an old queen. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like them so much. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I would. I'm not normally like a merch person. I I like merch only when I like it aesthetically, like. Mm. I'm, I won't just get merch just because it's merch. Do you know what I mean? I'm very specific about it. The mug from this movie is a piece of merch that I actually would really like. Mm-hmm. The Like, she goes to a grocery store at some point. Again, kid me, so jealous. I was like, oh my god, she's going to a grocery store by herself. Um, And there's, like, a mug with a black cat on it. And Gigi's like, hey, it's me. And she buys it. And she, like, has no money. So it's really sweet, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I always think about that mug. But yeah, you love Gigi. So my cat is named after Kiki, the witch. For some reason. Because I think she is Kiki energy. Like the character Kiki. But, uh, you think she's like Gigi and I don't see it. Yeah, I don't know how you don't see it. Kiki is the definition of like... I will complain all the time about what you're doing, but if you stop including me in it, I will never forgive you. That's true. Which is Gigi. That's true. <laughs> she is like that. But I just don't think they have the same vibe. Kiki is more sincere than yeah. Gigi is. Wait, what? 
Kiki is more sincere than Kiki. Kiki's sincere. Kiki is not sincere. Yes, she is. Kiki is afraid of sincerity. She's sincere to me. Okay, so Kiki likes Jinian more than me. Because she's her mom and she raised her, but... No, Kiki's exactly like Kiki. <laughs> Do you Whatever know what you want. I think Kiki in this movie is very interesting. Like, she's a really interesting character. I really like her. And she also makes no sense sometimes. Um, she's also extremely relatable, which is funny. But, okay. You know the guy who she, like, ends up being friends with? Who <laughs> likes her, like, as soon as he sees her? <laughs> I don't know if you were paying attention. When he first starts talking to her, she's furious with him. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. Because he didn't introduce himself first. Yeah, she's very traditional. And she's furious with him for, like, a while. Mm -hmm. And it's so silly. <laughs> like, just how mad she is. I think... I think is very funny. This film really does explore the thematic energy of traditionalism compared to contemporaryism. Oh, okay. Which is the concept of she is raised very traditional mm -hmm. and very highly values those traditions yeah that's why she is so excited about leaving yeah because that's what witches do yeah and it's the tradition okay wait it's, before in the lore of the film when you turn 13 as a witch you need to like leave your family on the night of a full moon and then you find a random city and then you like fend for yourself for a year and it's like your witch training and then you go back home we think they don't really explain that part but we think you go back home after but what we see in uh, Kiki is an evolution and growth mm -hmm. from an expectation of a previous life. Yeah. Where witches, witches and witch training was held to a high regard mm -hmm. by the outside world. Yeah. Because clearly Kiki goes into these places expecting that they'll be like oh you're a witch training yeah obviously and they don't do that so what it, she has to conform to a contemporary value where she has to kind of work for her home and she has to adapt her social policy yeah where before she, she was offended but he didn't follow her strict tradition yeah on introductions but as the film adapts she's willing to adjust that i also think i it's only implied in the movie but i think the implication when she falls asleep on the train is that she's gone a lot farther than you might traditionally go and that might also be why nobody in the town seems to really know about witches yes but that's my point is yeah that she was it's kind of the narrative coming from a conservative area to like a progressive big city mm -hmm. like the energy is just completely different yeah uh, now it's almost kind of reversed mm -hmm. in the way where she's like hey i'm an open witch yeah. and everyone's kind of like okay that's weird yeah <laughs> if you want to really go into it you could like, <laughs> if you want to read it through a queer coding yeah you could be like it really is coming from like a big city to a small area obviously the sizes are reversed yeah but people in the small city they're not like mean to witches yeah they don't see her like boo they don't really like yeah like they don't it's not an innately positive reaction either it's yeah. just kind of a 
huh. Yeah, most people this are like... This is just weird, huh. and I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she's harassed by the police yeah. for exhibiting her witchiness, which you could correlate. Yeah. And then she finds a nice woman who understands, even though she's a good ally, even if she's not a witch. And then she finds a way yeah. to use her personality to contribute to growing herself while still maintaining her true values. What was that? An A minus paper in a film study. <laughs> That's class. what I was gonna say. I was like, you should have written a paper on this. Yeah, there's like there's shockingly layers here. And yeah. the more I like look at those layers, the more I'm like, no, they had to like pre do this. I think so. I don't like they think... had to they had to go in with more of a structure I than think, nothing. Uh, yeah, I feel like them they might like not, not going with the storyboard or something. I feel like it's more of a rumor. I feel like it's one of those fun things to be like, oh, this person improvised that line. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. um, uh, even just how you make animation, um, like maybe they don't know the end or maybe they don't know exactly where they're going, but they have to know like a certain portion ahead of time. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you can't animate it. But yeah, we were talking about Gigi. So Gigi is... Kiki's best friend, which is cute. Um, he's very fun, and, and then, it's a very sincere friendship. It's very as sincere. much as they, as much as he's like whiny, he's just whiny. Yeah, he's never like I don't want to be around you anymore. Yeah, he's just like oh more adventures. Yeah. Um, I actually okay. I was very excited when we saw the end because I remembered, and this might be part of like my kid memory not understanding fully. But I remembered at one point he turns kind of more cat and like Kiki can't understand him anymore. And he's like hanging out with his cat girlfriend and he's like just being a cat. He's not being a person. And I remembered him staying that way and it just kind of ended like that. But it doesn't when she gets her powers back fully and she can like ride her broom. He like shows up and he's like, hey, can you hear me? And, like, she can. It's very brief, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, so relieved because I remembered him just, like, becoming more cat and then staying more cat. And it always kind of bummed me out because I'm, like, is he just a cat now? Like, she's just going to leave him there? Because <laughs> he's, like, he is a very big personality in the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I also think I saw a few theories that this film has, like, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. The It has so many examples of very comforting and I want to say ideal. I don't really mean ideal, but I can't think of another word. But like very comforting and like, uh, what's that word when you want something? Longing? Kind of. I was gonna say aspirable, but that's not a word. But you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, like ways of womanhood in the like baker who is so sweet and is like very motherly, and she has that like husband who's like huge and he doesn't talk. <laughs> He's also a baker and it's cute. And then you have the artist living in the woods painting by herself. And she's like 
very queer coded um in her little like shorts uh and then you have the old lady who's just like rich and like <laughs> chilling and making cakes i like that old lady <gasps> the worst girl in the film yeah was after we spent so much time helping to bake that stupid fish cake yeah. That was so much effort went into it. Yeah. And the Kiki delivered it and she did so much work. And it and starts that, raining she's and she's still protecting covering. it with her dress. And she goes into the girl and yeah. like, here's your cake. And she is like, ugh, gross. I hate it. Yeah. And she like throws it away immediately. And it's like, I stabbed the heart. It's we so rude. So hard. It's so rude. Kiki like had to work not just to get it there. She helped bake it too. Yeah. Which was a lot of work. Now, to be fair to the girl, she did say she had told her grandma she didn't like that pie. So if the grandma was thinking, she could have made her a different type of pie. Well, she says that, but I don't think she actually said yes. that to the grandma. It's still very rude. And the grandma seems super sweet. So I feel like the grandma, like maybe she'd hold her mom and her mom didn't tell her grandma. But it's still like, be nice to your grandma. She made you a whole thing. She made you a for your birthday. Like, like, even if you don't like it, you think that secretly and you go, oh, thank you. You know? Mm. <laughs> what this film reminded me mm-hmm. of is that most children, 80% of them, are just the worst and I hate them all about 10% are tolerable and about 10% are magic witches that could fly around the world <laughs> and I they don't just think don't let you know 80% of kids are the worst you're right 90 no I underestimated I mean I have to remember they're 13 I firmly but- believe based on my experience of being 13 that everyone is their absolute worst person at 13, I think including me. Like, I was a horrible person at 13, and I wasn't even that bad. Just, like, remembering it, I'm like, wow, I was such a selfish asshole, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just 13's a bad time. 13, 14. Yeah. That's a bad age. I remember a high school teacher once said that uh, he liked grade 10s the least uh-huh. by far yeah because which i know are 15 year olds which, yeah but i think that's like the same broad age early teenage youth. and he said when you're 14 you just start high school yeah and you're still terrified of everyone because mm-hmm. like you still have that elementary school mindset of the teacher is everything mm-hmm. so they're quiet and they're like not assholes yeah and when you're like 17 16 18 uh, you're like mature enough to kind of realize but 15 year olds are past the point where they're afraid but not at the point where they're mature yeah. so they're just the worst <laughs> and I was like you're not wrong no in my experience 13 is definitely way worse than 15 well we also don't teach high school yeah, so that's true. maybe it. to adults you know my experience is just to like interpersonally but yeah I also love the bread man He's fun. He's got, like, himbo energy. I don't think he is a himbo. He doesn't speak enough for us to know. But he has that same sort of comforting energy where you're like, you're a nice man. I get the same. You're just going to spin some some bread pans. I get the same vibes from him that I do from the dad character in Luca. 
Yeah. Quiet. Oh my god, yeah. And then he makes her the bread thing and then she like hugs him and we constantly always see him like if she's getting back late, we always see him like pacing. And like sometimes it's really subtle. Like they make it kind of obvious the first time, but then sometimes you'll just like see him. Like he's like standing around until she gets back. He's just looking at the window a lot. Yeah. Like, mm. It's so cute. And then as soon as she shows up, he goes away. <laughs> it's very cute. It's sincere. Yeah. Also, this movie is like old. Yeah. Which is not wrong. I don't want to think that. It's just not what I expected mm -hmm. but like i knew that it was older what do you mean like the movie's old or it's set in the past like the movie's old yeah like, the movie's from 1989 yeah someone <laughs> born before that's gonna be like how dare you <laughs> uh but i don't know it just feels like an ever-present story yeah it's very timeless but like i don't know if i would say timeless it just feels like it's an always there timeless is like a story that will go on forever mm. kiki just feels like a store like a a property that's always existed yeah okay i know there's a word for that but i can't think of it historyless <laughs> that doesn't make sense mm. i was trying to figure out the time period in the movie and i think it's like the 40s because they have tvs no more tvs invented those weren't the 40s. 50s. The 50s. But they're old TVs. That lady's rich, so it could be late 40s. The Bakers also had them. Oh, that 50s. Yeah. But. But they also have like an outhouse. It's definitely not like super current. Mm -hmm. Which mm. I also think just helps with the vibes. Yeah. I also really like how. I don't know how to explain this. There's a few times. Okay. When she is like getting on the bike with the boy that like he's rigged to have a big propeller. Mm. It doesn't even look like the wheels move. It looks like he's just moving via propeller. I like when they pass like a random old man who just starts mm. laughing at them. Like. <laughs> Apparently Miyazaki does have like a broad theme of his leading of films with lead female characters in their youth. Mm hmm. Uh, and most of them want independence, but not through rebellion. Yeah. Which I think is such an interesting topic. And surprisingly, for 80s and 90s, like a very... It's not that nuanced, mm -hmm. but for the time, it's a very nuanced concept for women. Yeah. Like the portrayal of a young female narrative. Because anything that young teenage girls involved always has such polarizing energy mm. like like it has to be big it has to be a bold stance that will divide yeah which it doesn't need to be but that's what film always treats it as so this film just kind of says yeah kiki just wants to go away yeah Oh, I also love the um, her parents' house at the beginning and her mom. Her mom is so cute. I always used to have such a crush on her mom. She's only in, like, two scenes. But she's, like, making little potions and there's, like, flowers hanging everywhere. It's great. It's fun. 
I think that's kind of all I want to say. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I liked the baker lady, but that's all I really have to say about her. She gives great fun hand energy. I like the baker lady. I love the baker lady. I love the artist. There's a lot of short hair in this. Like, Kiki has a Bixie. I'm thinking about cutting my hair short, so I was really noticing that this time. Um, I love the artist. I feel bad, but her painting always makes me laugh a little. <laughs> It's not bad, it's it's a very specific style, but it's weird because the style that they decided to have her painting be is extremely different from all of her sketch work. Mm -hmm. um, and- I think she's just someone who wants to try different art things all the time. Maybe, they like, said, they didn't set her up that way. Cause when she was talking I, to Kiki, they were talking, she was like, I needed to find my style. She was talking like she had found her style. I think that's that's why she's out there alone. She's yeah. looking for her style. Could be. You're an artist. You think about stuff like that different than I do. Yeah. I just always think that's funny. But she's, like, so cool. And I love... I think it's so sweet that, like, as soon as she meets Kiki, she's like, I'm your older sister. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say you're right. That painting isn't great. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but it's kind of one of those, like... It's like a film trope where it's like everyone wants this one thing. It's like, it's not that good of a thing. I saw a Hallmark movie that had the funniest version of that where the lead character, she went back to her hometown. She worked in an art gallery in the big city. She went back to her hometown for Christmas. She rediscovered her love of painting and she made this painting, which was not a bad painting, but it was literally a Christmas card. Like, you would, it was just a Christmas card. Like, you would see this painting five times in a grocery store. And everyone was losing their minds, including not just in the small town, which, of course, loves Christmas. Her art gallery leader person was like, oh, my God, I've got some big buyers for this painting. <laughs> like, people really want this painting. I'm like, really? Oh, like a Christmas scene? <laughs> anyway, it, always it makes is a little funny that Hallmark, of all people, would produce like Christmas art or Christmas card art and be like, this is the pinnacle of human <laughs> achievement. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is ever, this is the most art anyone's ever seen. This is the best art that's ever been arted, ever. <laughs> it's like, okay, whole art. It's okay, Mysterious Wood Lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that good. She would be... It was a little funny. She's like, the only thing wrong with it is the face. I'm like, okay. They also don't change the face. <laughs> she, well, I don't think she ever gets a chance to paint it again. Well, I I thought they implied, like, because we see her sketching her. And that's the thing. is like the sketching is always, like, really good and lifelike. And then the painting is very, like, um, there's a more specific word. It's almost cubist. It's very playing with perspective. Like, every perspective is kind of flattened and a little wonky on purpose. Anyway. Um, yeah, I always think that's funny. And then, oh, I love when she falls into the tree and the birds attack her. Because that happened to me once. I didn't fall into a tree. I climbed a tree. But then there was, like, an egg thing there. And then the birds came. Because they thought I was trying to take the eggs. I wasn't. I was trying to give the eggs flowers. <laughs> also, it's unhelpful, but I was a kid. <laughs> and I had to run away from them. So, gives me flashbacks. <laughs> Oh, I love the old lady's old older lady friend who works for her. What are they called? The maid? Yeah, the maid. And she's just like secretly insane. 
Yes, she is insane. That was a weird thing. <laughs> no, I love laughing. it. Like, she was just laughing at the people dying and being distracted. Yeah, at the climax of the movie. So Kiki has had a burnout and she can't do her magic. And so she's like relaxing and she's hanging out with Art Girl in the woods and stuff. And then the blimp. <gasps> I wanted to talk about the blimp. That's what I wanted to talk about because we were just talking about blimps. Because we were just talking about the Arthur scene. Yeah, because we were just talking about hot air balloons. Yeah, well, that's because I've seen hot air balloons. So I used to live near a hot air balloon place. I know. And you apparently have never seen that many hot air balloons. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a hot air balloon in real life. You've never seen a hot air balloon? Okay. That's a little more explainable. I think. I've seen like probably a hundred or so. I think blimps are really fun. Blimps are the Pokemon evolution of hot air balloons, and I really like them. Yes. Um, anyway, there's a blimp in this also, movie. can we just take a moment to appreciate how you described blimps? Yeah. As the Pokemon evolution? Well, it is. I know, but we <laughs> need to appreciate that. Thank you. Continue. Um, there's a blimp in this movie, because the guy who she ends up being friends with is obsessed with, like, flight. <laughs> just all flight things and there's a blimp and everyone keeps watching the blimp because the blimp keeps blimping around and then there's a big wind thing and the blimp gets away and then he's hanging off the blimp and so she has to like figure out how to fly again to go save him this um is off point yeah but it's also on points throughout blimps what a huge part of the batman universe like animated universe uh-huh. is that gotham just has a lot of blimps <laughs> okay like for its aesthetic yeah and it's really fun and it's made me appreciate blimps more mostly because they're police blimps mm. and i'm like that seems like the most impractical way <laughs> to for the police <laughs> to like use their funding yeah and when people say defund the police that's probably what the, one of the areas that we could consider <laughs> in gotham <laughs> Not the point. <laughs> Blimps are iconic. But, uh... <laughs> yes, blimps have an iconicness, and they work to build iconic areas. Yeah. And I think this blimp helps. Yeah. And, it, and thankfully, it it's works not as a police a, blimp. It works as a really good climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And I also think it's really funny. So, she's not been able to fly for a while, and she takes this random guy's broom... And the broom is, like, giving her trouble. Like, it's, like, a moody broom. And so it keeps, like, jerking everywhere and, like, not doing what she wants. So she's trying to, like, catch the boy. But she keeps, like, jerking away and she can't get close. From the perspective of the audience, who don't have any context for what's going on, like, (laughs) it could look like she's just being suspenseful for no reason. Because they don't know why she can't just get him. And I think that's funny. That would be funny. Um, oh, I the other thing I didn't want, I wanted to say was I wasn't a huge fan of the song at the end. Yeah, that would have been one of the... I think Disney would have started that. You do? I'm not... I don't... I it don't remember being a huge fan... Oh, yeah, that's true. Of the song at the beginning, either. But I don't super remember it. I do think music is where this movie could improve. Yes. I think they could have better music. I this... think the music's very unmemorable. Yes. This is a movie. I don't, although is Studio Ghibli famous for its music in any film? No. I just don't think the music's the area they focus on. No. Probably because they don't seem to like focus 
a whole lot on like the end till yeah. they're at the end. They're Music's very like visual. An end. Music's either something you do step by step or it's an end process. You know, there actually there's this experimental filmmaker who has like a theory that he does all his films um in silence well not all of them he started doing them in silence because he had like a theory that like the visual should like be enough or like the visual and sound can go together but like he wanted to make things that were visually like stimulating enough that you didn't need sound to go with it so because these movies are so visually stimulating i just wonder if there's something there Hmm. maybe i do think this movie would benefit from better music They are trying, or they have. I don't think it went anywhere, but they tried to make a musical out of it. I don't even know how you would do that. Out of this movie? Yeah. Like Broadway? No, London. So West End area. But I don't think it actually made it to West End. Yeah, there's not really, like, a story. Like, you could do something. You would have to put in a story, but, like, they've done that before. Yeah, they've gone like that before. Or, I mean, Cats doesn't have a story. Yeah, Cats has... That's cats is different. This has too much of a story to be cats. Yeah. I don't know anything about it other than that it existed and no one seemed to have done much with it. Mm. No one seemed to have done much with it since. Okay. But yeah, did you like it? Final thoughts? I enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I will maybe check out more Studio Ghibli in the future. You should let me know. I would like us to watch Spirited Away at some point. We'll watch more of the podcast, but not for a bit, and not getting its own month. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's it. What were your thoughts? You like it. I love it. This is my favorite Ghibli film, um, it, but it's one of the ones I grew up with, so it has nostalgia to go for it, but I still love it. It's comforting and i just i love witches it's like i love it it's got it's got everything for me well i guess that concludes today's episode of friends of film camp thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time at the campfire